Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Naz. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach. This week, the album of the week, we're talking about some boys we have not talked about in years. Many, many years. We're talking about P.O.D. and their album, Payable on Death. Let's get right into it. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on November 4th, 2003. It's a come down record. Indeed is a come down record. Jenny, we'll start with you. History. Uh, it's been a few years, so I guess history with P.O.D., history with the Payable on Death record. So P.O.D. was a band that I was very aware of um, because they were hugely popular when I was in high school. So... Um, I was basically aware of them based on their singles and their cultural presence. I never owned any POD records. We uh, listened to a couple POD records and I really, really liked them both. So I slept on that. This specific record, never heard it. Never heard it before this. I don't even think I had any familiarity with the singles, to be honest with you. Nothing, nothing rang as familiar to me. Um, so this was a fresh listen. How about you, Lauren? So with POD, I knew them as well. They were very popular when I was in high school. And uh, I got the Satellite album in 2001 and uh, really loved that. Really loved that record. And, um, you know, we've done the two out. Al- we did that album and uh, Fundamental Elements on the show. And both are in the canon. And just for some reason, it's just been a while. Also, fun fact, and Jenny, I don't know if you remember this, the person who pushed us to do Fundamental Elements of Southtown on the show all the way back in the early days of the podcast, one, Sweet Mitchell. Really? Yes. I did not remember that. Mitch was like, you guys- I married that man. You did. You did. I went on to marry that dude. (laughs) And I'm having his child. There it is. What a true twist. Thanks, P.O.D. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I uh, I got this album. I was very excited for this record. I was and eagerly anticipating it. I picked it up. Day of release. I was in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, my senior year of college. So I either got this at Kmart or I got it at FYE. One of the two. I feel like it might have been a Kmart purchase because Kmart had that nice price. And FYE, you know, had those crazy prices. So I have a physical copy of the CD here. We'll get into my feelings in it in a little bit. Matt, history with POD. Yeah, this uh, this one did not enter into my life until this very moment. There you have it. Um, so <laughs> There it is. There it is. Matt laying it all out for you. So, um, Jenny, who's in P.O.D. on this album? On this album, we have Sonny Sandoval on lead vocals, Wolf Bernardo on drums and backing vocals, Trey Daniels on bass and backing vocals, and for the first time, Jason Truby on guitar and backing vocals. 
This is the first record after their messy departure with Marco, right? That's right. So in between Satellite and this record. So Satellite, as everyone remembers, monster hit. Boom. Giant Alive. Killer. Youth of the Nation. Just, you couldn't be stopped. It couldn't be stopped. And then for some reason marcos leaves the band the you know marcos is saying he's kicked out and i dug around and it's 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 a very messy thing you you got exactly right jenny very messy there there isn't really ever really been a strong understanding of what had happened i mean there was some stuff about like it was like he did something that they felt was in violation of the band or he tried to do some sort of solo thing they weren't thrilled about in any event, he's removed from the band. And according to some things I read, which I don't know if I totally believe him, there was there was this talk that, that maybe they would just hang it up. That they would consider disbanding. But then they met Jason, who was in a band called Living Sacrifice. And he, it's, according to the wiki, assisted with the recording of Sleeping Awake for the Matrix Reloaded soundtrack. And they had such a great time with that that they decided to keep the band going with Jason as their guitarist. So they went back into the studio and, and they and they just said, you know what? We're going to go back in. It's a new POD, but we're not going to change everything up because behind the boards, Jenny, who we got producing? We've got Howie Benson. Howie B. We got Howard Benson back. And if you're not familiar with Howard Benson, for one thing you need to know is that he was nominated for Producer of the Year at the Grammys twice in 2000 and 2000, 2007 and 2008. And his resume, tremendous. I mean, he's worked with Flyleaf. He's worked with shit. Where did it go? <laughs> He's worked with All American Rejects. Sorry, I scrolled too fast. He's worked with My Chemical Romance. He's worked with Theory of a Dead Man and Kelly Clarkson. Cold. Crazy Town. Santana. Santana. He's Santana. Santana. I don't know where that voice came from. <laughs> That's a great voice. Hold on to that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is an interesting. I just I just saw this. I'm going to read this quote here. It says, "Benson has stated that he utilizes auto tune in the studio, and that those who do not are quote nuts." <laughs> you nuts! If you ain't using that auto tune, interesting, interesting. Was not aware of that. So we got Howard Benson back behind the boards. So this is Pod coming off of a monster hit, and I mean, as everyone knows, Jason's in the band for two albums then he leaves and uh and marcos does eventually come back and all is apparently forgiven and i can say that when i saw pod live a couple years ago marcos was in full form ripping it up so this record there there are some some biting comments about the reception of this record uh critically not well received the link is dead, but they did receive two stars from Rolling Stone, and I recall it being a very um, negative review. 
commercial. Still eventually went gold. Yes, it did go gold, uh, but it has uh, <laughs> it has this. I'll just read from the wiki. So, according to SoundScan, the album sold a little under 500,000 copies as of January 2006. However, it has shipped over 500,000 copies in the U.S., therefore, it is certified gold. And not until June 2004 did it pass the 1 million sales mark and has sold 1,300,000 copies worldwide. And then this is the line. This is This is truly unnecessary, but it's here. It is credited as the last commercially successful album released by P.O.D. Ouch. <laughs> so there's no hope of them ever Hey, P.O.D., guess day. what? You're done. <laughs> You're done. They just took a fork and they put it in you. So, yeah, so, yeah, so this was not as uh, well-received. I can say that when I, uh, when I got this record, I was still feeling that high of Satellite. And at the time, I remember feeling an immense disappointment with this record. And I believe I even read that Rolling Stone review before I bought it, and I was still like, maybe they're wrong. Maybe they're wrong. I'll let my ears decide. Thank you very much. No critic's going to tell me. And if you're wondering, though, how big was P.O.D. in 2003, 2004? Do you want to know how fucking big P.O.D. was? They did a co-headlining tour not a support co-headlining tour with lincoln park that's how big pod was they played cornerstone (laughs) the christian music festival it was them five iron frenzy mxpx the w's the w I, yeah, so at the time I was not I was not feeling this, and this was uh, for I remember at the time a bit of a dip. But you know I had not listened to it in probably fifteen years, longer. I figured we could we could step in, see how my feeling has changed. I will say the liner notes here we um, we have a little butterfly angel Christ lady going on here on the front. Everything kind of looks kind of worn, like a biblical biblical text, like a worn Bible. So they were laying it on. They were laying it on thick. And I know what you're thinking. Was there a special edition of this record? A deluxe edition, perhaps? And the answer is yes. But this was 2003. Things were a little different then. So the deluxe extra disc that you got with this thing was not a DVD. It was not a bonus CD. It was a PlayStation 2 game slash documentary called Amplitude, but also the documentary is called Inside... What was it called? Inside the P.O.D. Cult? Is that what it was called? Culture. Culture. That's it. Inside the P.O.D. Culture. And I was a little concerned that I and Jenny, we would not be able to see this doc because I don't have a PlayStation 2, but a sweet angel came down from above and put the whole thing on YouTube. And so Jenny and I were able to watch this doc. Thank 
G. Thank we were able you. to see the doc. <laughs> essential text. Essential text. <laughs> we will. You know what? I will say, in comparison to the to the Slipknot doc we watched a couple weeks ago, this gave me a lot more details into this record, perhaps in unintentional ways, because one hundred percent. People, there are some interviews in here where people say some things, and I said that friends is a red flag. But we will get into that. Oh, Jenny, genre tags. Uh, the genre tags on this record are Christian metal, alternative metal, and reggae rock. You will notice new metal tag not present. 2003. It's a wild year. Deftone self-titled. Limp Bizkit results may vary. Corn. Take a look in the mirror. It's a wild time. Bands are trying to figure things out. And here's POD, and they said, you know what? We don't have Marcos. We got Jason now. It's time for a fresh start. We're going to try something new. Try something different. Let's see how that goes. Let's see. First track, Wildfire. Give me that wildfire The uncivilized sound that I love The primitive rock I play style Consciousness vibes I love The untamed flame that I desire Me white uncultivated chocolate Foolish intensity versatile Here fly the spirit high, take me higher Jenny, we'll start with you. How you feeling about Wildfire? Uh, I thought the song was all right. I thought the <laughs> I the the vocal delivery of Wildfire itself did make me laugh every single time I listened to this record. I thought it was a sturdy open. I didn't think it was a hot open though, and I was kind of hoping to be knocked back a bit. Um, cause that was sort of part of the fun surprise of those first two POD records we did was just how much we got out of them. This, eh, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about it. Although I did appreciate, this is for sure, in my opinion, like wild, the wildfire is being on fire for Christ. And I salute POD's commitment to being like, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> So, if you don't like it, too bad. I thought it was all right, but I wasn't blown away. Lauren, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, it starts off in this way that it feels like, oh, okay, we're hot and we're aggressive, but then it it's then it's just solidly rocking. It's not, yeah, it's not a set it off. It's not, it's, yeah, it doesn't have that same level of explosiveness that you associate 
with the other POD records. And makes sense. We got a different guitarist here this time. And lyrically, though, everything else still feels very POD. Sonny's still got, I mean, honestly, like, I thought this chorus really in the pocket, really there. But it just is noticeably right away not as heavy. Lyrically, we are definitely talking about our board G.O.D. That's the only person we got to be talking about here. And that's cool. That's fine. I thought it was, uh, you know, a nice open. Not bad, but not a not not a crusher. Uh, Matt felt sturdy. Yeah, didn't feel like a crusher. Felt familiar. I think that's all I all I got on that one. All right. Well, I think I think we're ready to dive into track two. All right, sounds great. Up next, we've got Will You. first single released from this record to me weirdly mid-tempo for a single although I think it does kind of follow a little bit of that like a live type formula um it's definitely like a solid song but there isn't really a lot about it that like captured me i i'm really curious about this selection of being the single well i'm curious what you both thought you know i remember when i heard this is the single and i remember thinking maybe the rest of the album's gonna be better and i feel like they they thought the will you scream that he was doing was going to be like a bigger hook. But I guess the thing about it is that there was, for one, I feel like Alive is a situation also of like when it was released and like an incredible timing thing, but also it had a very, it had a very good video, very memorable video and it had a universe like a relatability to it that i feel like everyone it can work in any capacity that you need it to work in this doesn't this is more this feels more narrow in it it seems like it's about like a very specific thing about like a like 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 a specific relationship you know that is falling apart which feels very new metal in ways but there also seems to be 
a noticeable loss of the swing and swagger of like a hip hop style that you had much more on those other songs and those other albums. And, but also you're, and you're also missing what I would call the thing about POD is that they're this band with heavy religious leaning and connections and they don't shy away from that. But when you listen to a song like Southtown, it still has like menace to it, you know, even though it's a song that isn't actually the message of it is not menacing at all. It's, it's really a, a song of yearning for hope, but it has that menace to it. And I don't really get that with this anymore. It's this intangible that just is, isn't there anymore. And yeah. I think it's tangible what's gone. Oh, oh I mean, we know it's, it's tangible. We yeah. know, like, <laughs> I think you read an interview with Marcos and you, if you have a PlayStation 2 or YouTube, listen to Jason Truby talk and you're like, oh, because I, I listened to, I did all my listens before I watched this uh, POD culture situation. And I was just like, what the fuck happened here? And then as soon as I saw Jason, I was like, got it. <laughs> like, <laughs> he said five words. Seems like a nice guy. Nice. But I was guy. like, oh, I totally like, I see what happened here. That's how I felt. That might not be fair. That might not be how this record came to be. But I will say that is the conclusion that I drew. Matt, what'd you think of William? I felt like, as a single, it makes sense. Uh, very, like, they're there. P.O.D. is there. You hear the P.O.D. sound, but the edges have been worn down, sanded off. It It's not as confident yet as, as previous release, releases. It is missing a swagger. It is missing... There is an intangible that it doesn't have. The thing that seems weird to me is that you could get a new guitarist, but still sound big. And it feels like there was like a an effort to be... like I, I think I joked with you, Jenny, that it was like, <laughs> like... It seems like some songs, it's like... They said, like, can we make this quieter? Can we turn this down a little bit and it's like no turn it up you guys are you got all these stadium songs one of the most jarring things about the inside pod culture doc is that they don't play any songs from this album in it they (laughs) only play songs from satellite they do show us a brief clip of the last track they they show us yes yeah a, ter- a, a clip of eternal happening, which was helpful for me because I was also wondering what happened there. When we'll get to that, but I was able to see with my eyes what happened, and that was good. But yeah, it was just like it seemed like Lauren and I were texting about this a bit, and it just seemed like a lot of like whatever was left over from editing their episode of Cribs. And it it just I don't know it was very very interesting. Yeah, we'll get into that, but I think um, 
I think we got to keep going. We got to keep. Oh, there's also a music video. Got to mention the music video. So, will you? Not as memorable, not as as unique as the Alive video. You've got the band performing in front of an oil pump in the desert, intercut with various scenes of high school drama. So you've got all the classic bits of high school drama, Matt. You've got alcoholic mom. You've got blonde girl versus brunette. Favorite combo. You've got, I I guess, uh, was that like a sexual assault in the bathroom? It was a girl being pressured into having sex, which the guy washing his hands after, I thought was a weird thing to choose. Does that? I don't want to reveal too much, but that was a new one on me. <laughs> I mean... The thing about it is like, well, I mean, like, what, what did they do? I mean, I guess I, I got, you know. I had the same questions, and I was like, hey, Jen, you want to go down that rabbit hole in your mind, <laughs> or do you not want to do that? Um, and then there's also a fight. So that that um that scene happens in a bathroom at this party that is happening, where there also is a fight, which seems to be racially motivated. I couldn't really tell what that because we don't hear what the people are saying. It's the POD song is playing over top of it, of course. Uh, but I couldn't really tell what the instigation of the fight was. I couldn't tell if it was like a racial thing or something uh, like that. According to Wikipedia, it was an interracial couple being confronted. Oh, okay. Then I read correct. But uh, the weird thing about that party, though, is that it appears to be taking place at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, the sun is out. It is. And I just... Uh, I don't know. I didn't really really buy that part. Yeah, you get a whole lot. Also, the uh, the blonde versus brunette situation ultimately does resolve because the brunette finds the blonde girl in the bathroom and I believe gives her like a washcloth or something. They comfort each other. They walk okay. out of the party hand in hand. There it is. Yes. There it is. It was All right. a uniting moment. <laughs> there That's it what is. I was going for. All, All right. right. Are we ready for the next song? I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Up next we've got Change the World. Imagine a place only your soul can vision The heart of a child who looks, sees, and listens Paints a picture using every color And what she sees, she sees it like no other One word, a voice unheard You can change the world With everything I know you're made of One word Once again, this is nice. Chorus is nice. But this is flat. True, and this is the second single from the record. The thing about it 
that I can that I can attest to from listening to this album three times for the show is that these choruses did get stuck in my head. I was walking around thinking in my head one word, one word for like a day. It was just in there. And we all know who's saying the one word, Matt. Who's saying that one word? Our Lord and Savior. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, it's it's funny is that like you would think coming off a satellite proving that you can do it do the you know they did not water down their message at all with those records and they still were heavy and they still did it and it truly does yeah once you watch the doc it really does show you that it's like yeah they just got they got the wrong guy in guitar because he's not bringing the heat because that's not what he's interested in jenny that is not what he is interested in. Um, I agree. This is flat. It's kind of boring. The video is pretty boring, too. Yeah. It, I can appreciate a positive vibe, um, but this, to me, I was just kind of like, all right. Now, we have not talked about songmeetings.com yet uh, for this record, but <laughs> there was one comment on songmeetings.com for this that I enjoyed came from commenter Naughty, and Naughty said, this, if I remember, is about people just being able to change the world. I think that's what Sonny said, and I can't remember, but he said you can interpret any way you want. Good song, lack of lyrics, though. <laughs> I, had, I think you might be onto something, Naughty, that change the world is about people being able to change the world. <laughs> strong path you started down keep going keep going uh, yeah the yeah the music video is is the band performing the song in four separate locations on the world those locations are sunny on a rocky beach overlooking a sunset wov on top of a building tra in the desert and jason in front of giant fans of course the four locations we all associate with the earth and then uh, the rest of the video is intercut uh, with people around the world holding up uh, lyric cards. And it's nice and it's fine. Matt, how do you feel about changing the world? You know, I like I like the song. I mean, these songs are catchy, but they aren't world beaters, you know? Like, they aren't huge. Like, coming, it's an impossible record to follow in a lot of ways, but it just isn't... It doesn't have that extra oomph. I like it. I mean, it's a good song. It's catchy. Like I said, all the POD elements are there, but for some reason it's not gelling. It's like when you make a a cake and it doesn't rise and you have no idea why because you didn't change any steps. But then you realize that you don't have any Marcos in your cake. (laughs) That's true. That's true. If you're making a POD cake and you leave out the Marcos... You will notice a decided different different situation. There is a scene. So early on, I think we just talked about this, Jenny. So early on in the doc, we get basically Jason's life story. Jason just sits down in front of the camera. Tells, bears it all. Tells us everything. And he starts talking about his musical influences and the people that he loves and he mentions two names about five times 
Those names are Pat Metheny. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, yes, and Phil Kagey. Who Wow. Spoiler alert, Phil Kagey's on this record. <laughs> and if you're not familiar with these gentlemen, Phil Kagey is an acoustic and electric guitarist. He's known in the contemporary Christian market as being a, something of a prodigy. And Pat Metheny, Jenny, I'm going to toss to you to talk about Pat. Pat's a jazz guitarist. He sure is. <laughs> um, he absolutely is. And is it Metheny or Metheny? Because I've heard it pronounced Metheny. I, I thought th- it was Metheny. I thought he said Metheny in the video, but I, I, I yield. Neither here nor there. Yeah, I'm not yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. Yeah. actually you. I just. Yeah. It may be Metheny. Yeah. Either way, he, the, he name drops these guys many times. And then he's like, we had to get Phil on the record. And I was like. You had to? Okay. And then we get an entire section where Sonny and Wove and Trey all talk about the music that influenced them. And I was like, why isn't that on this record? Trey talks about Cameo for like two minutes straight and about how funky they are. And Wove is talking about like his love of hip hop, but also likes black sabbath and led zeppelin and these big riffs and i was like yes more of this please but it really does feel like jason took the lead on that but then at the same time there's so much of the video where jason's not around and they make like excuses of why he's not there like at one point they're like yeah, he's not here right now. He's getting tacos. And then they like do like a quick smash cut to just like Jason's face. And then they cut back to them and then they show us the POD bunker. We spend a lot of time in the bunker. We do. <laughs> we do. We do. I think we should keep talking about this, but let's get another song in. Absolutely. Just to just to continue us down this path. Um up next we've got Execute the Sounds. And I'm mad styly Underground we come cool and deadly With that natural sound It make you feel so free You know, turn it down Ride 619 From the south town And John know What I and I wanna do Because John know I am I stay true You know John know The real who is who Ain't no time to fake it Make it feel brand new It goes one, two, three The crew is called P.O.D. And if you wanna go to the tip top Break it down with that one drop Why So I got to say, when he went into his sort of reggae patois on this song, I was like, finally, (laughs) which is something I never expected from myself. But I was like, yeah, give me a little bit more of that. That's a little more evoking the older records and also in a way feels more new metal 
you know, just sort of mixing it up a little bit. But it, once again, we've got a pretty good hook, but where's the crunch? Where's that crunch? It's not there. It's not there. It's true. You know, you mentioned this not really bringing a lot of new metal. Uh, I haven't really had any any new so far this record for me kind of feels like some dudes just vibing and hanging out like a jam totally and not so long ago we were accused of not liking new metal enough because we were rich at this point they have had a wildly almost unfathomably successful record as evidenced by the bunker these boys are rolling in it did they become too rich to continue the new path is that is that what we're seeing here it's it's a valid it's a valid take because you watch in this doc you will see you get a full tour of the bunker and multiple moments in which someone will point out oh is that another pod plaque of million sold two million sold and uh they're going in and showing us where their manager sits and then they're showing us where they 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 have the good chilling vibes of playing pool and then also there's like a clothing line which i couldn't tell if the clothing line was theirs or just was in the building i think they had some they must have had some sort of tie to it because they were, it was basically at, at certain points, like just a commercial for the brand. Yeah. We lots of, yeah, the brand is called tribal. Lots of uh, shots of the tribal brand. And, uh, but what was very interesting is that they are, I would say very relaxed, possibly too relaxed. It is an interesting comparison to watching the Limp Biscuit documentary for Making Results May Vary, in which Fred Durst attempts to go relax by going to the pool and doing whatever and dealing with his writer's block. But then we see him in the studio, like screaming into cushions and telling them, you guys got to stop filming and just like freaking out about this record. POD, POD in the same position in a way. Ask Limp Biscuit at the time. Their guitarist is out. They got to follow up a monster. And POD seem, not only seem, they are unconcerned. There is, I'd say this this doc altogether is what, like 50 minutes, Jenny? 45 minutes? Something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. I would say total footage making of the album, two minutes. Yeah, the rest was like... Let's go on a tour of the space. We have a lot of art, a lot of room for breakdancing. Oh, there's at least 10 minutes of breakdancing. Deep discussion on tattoo artists. Oh, yeah. We meet the tattoo uh, artist, DMK. Yes. A barbecue. We go to the store with them to get the meat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we see a lot of cars <laughs> they did they don't seem worried i agree with you lauren they're just like <laughs> no sweat no oh not a drop no you, you know why a drop little guy upstairs takes care of all the problems 
you put your burden on him. Keep it off of yourself. I, I mean, that's fair, but at the same time, is God going to bless you with some hot riffs? He may not have. And uh, at one point, they go to Mexico for dinner, and they're even remarking, we should be recording right now. We should be doing the record, but here we are in Mexico anyway. And then they all laugh and high five, and I was like, ooh, this isn't going to age well. <laughs> True, true. Well, you know, we're about a quarter of the way through, so they still got time to pull it off here. Um, Before we go on, I do, I just cannot not say that one. I heard it, and I heard that one, two, three. um, I was like, where have I heard that before? And where I heard it the first time was in the Black Star song, Definition, Redefinition, but it's actually a Boogie Down Productions reference. Uh, Boogie Down Productions being the KRS-One group. So just uh, fun interpolation stuff. If this would have hit, KRS-One would be coming for us publishing. That's what we learned. Uh, We all learned a lesson from Cisco in that way. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. All right. Uh... <laughs> thong, 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 thong. Oh, poor Cisco. Uh, poor Cisco. Poor Cisco. All right. Up next, we've got Find My Way. I don't know how to let you go. I've given to you all of me, all that will ever be. We share the same heart and soul. I want you to believe in me. See through my eyes and you will know. I'll take my chance that you will come home to me. Even if it takes some time for you to work it out, I'll be there. I still got a ways to go. So far You know, it's it's just this weird thing of just like, it's just sort of hanging out. It's just pleasant. It's not, I'm not putting this on and going, I fucking hate this. I don't fucking hate this. It's fine. You know what this is? I'm bringing, I'm going to bring it back. This is fucking decent. Mad decent. Yeah. It is decent. Yeah. You just sit there and just, I mean, there's some screams later on, but it's, you know, I really honestly, the doc gives me incredible context for why there is a lack of urgency here. And uh, it's because they were just chilling and vibing. So, yeah, that it, it's funny is that it, you know, I'm kind of shocked that the, that the pressure wasn't there because I think about those other bands. Think about what everyone's dealing with in 2003. Limp Biscuit is like, we've got to follow up a monster. Corn is like untouchables didn't sell what we thought it would. We got to go back in. We got to work this out. Deftones are like white pony didn't sell quite as much as we hoped for, but it was everything we dreamed. We got to go back in, but we're also all drugged out. And then here are 
Here's POD having a barbecue. <laughs> just a relaxed. Just totally relaxed. Just just going through heaven. I mean, just showing off their cars, showing off everything. Just like nothing's ever been better for POD. Yeah. They said things were cracking and they said some things were not cracking. He uses the word cracking a lot in this. <laughs> things are cracking or not. The top of this song, for some reason, reminded me of the top of Come With Me. You'll remember that as Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page on the Godzilla soundtrack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I was just like searching for something to entertain me because... Yeah, I think it's got a bit of a. I can I can hear the cashmere touch there. Yeah, I can I can hear that. Yeah, I mean it's 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 fine, but it's just it's just fine. It's just it's just fucking decent. And um, songmeanings.com, Everyone for the most part pretty positive about this album on song meanings. Of course, a lot of people want to come in and and tell you what these songs are really about. Bo ninety nine came in and said, according to Sonny, this song was inspired by the story of i'm gonna say this word wrong because i always say it wrong uh prodigal son i say that right yeah the prodigal son the prodigal son it may also reflect sunny having a conversation with god i don't think they're wrong good odds good odds there up next we've got revolution featuring the aforementioned phil keggy You guys, does this sound like uh, we're going to be inciting a revolution? No. <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's it's just so weird to me. It's just so weird to me. It's just how, you know, there there's, I'd say, two parts that are maybe 15 seconds long in the dock where they are listening to the demos or listening to the these songs while standing around a computer and it seems and it, it i don't know it just seems just totally like lack of concern just like sure yeah we got it nbg no big deal true now the song may just be vibing and chilling but comments and songmeanings.com not so <laughs> like to read you something that transpired uh one commenter came in and said pod are such a bunch of cocks for one thing the lyrics are just meaningless revolution and solution 
No way. No need to break out the rhyming dictionary with these geniuses. Wow. Oh, and the plural of samurai is samurai. Dumbasses. Then in response, a commenter suspiciously named Jason Truby Six <laughs> arrives and says, this song is good. And all of P.O.D.'s tracks are good. They do not have bad tracks. All caps. Oh, and for commenter number two, the the aforementioned commenter, you just showed me how stupid you are because plural form of samurais can be either samurai or samurais. Look it up in the dictionary and why that matters so much to you, I don't know. I will beat your face with my guitar if you ever make another comment like that again. Got it? Wow. Jason Truby 6 came in with threats. I mean, I would be inclined to think this is the real Jason Truby for a couple reasons. One, the dedication to P.O.D. (laughs) Two, he says he would hit him with his guitar. If you've seen the doc, you know Jason Truby has at least one guitar. But if you hear Jason Truby talk, he is, I'm pretty sure, one of the nicest people to ever live. Which leads me to believe that he did not write this comment. It's tough to say. Maybe Jason Truby 6 is like, he has all these different like iterations of his personality. And that's like mad Truby. Mm-hmm. That's true. Now, there was a comment I really liked in response to the initial diss. Um, and it is from the commenter, The Eye is Blind, who said, in a very calm tone, Marisalt Revolver. That's the commenters they're talking to. Have you ever read any other lyric from them? unless you prefer to listen to a very thoughtful band like Taking Back Sunday or 50 Cents, if you want, where I am, we have a very intelligent show called Star Academy and another called Loft Story. I'm sure you would like them. And I was like, this person's off the rails. And he says, but I'll admit this is not one of their best, but everyone has lesser tunes. We can't all be like Thursday or Iron Maiden. Okay. Saying that I urge you to read The Messenger or Youth of a Nation. Can't all be like Thursday and Iron Maiden. You can't. Classic you caring. Can't. You can't. You know what? What you know, that's that's the two poles, right? You're either gonna be Thursday or you're gonna be Maiden. No, <laughs> that's it. No in between. That's no, it. No in between. Um, you know, we we mentioned um that we had a guest on the song. It was uh, it was Phil, Phil Kagi. Do we want to hear a little bit of Phil? Can we rock the Kagi? We can rock the Kagi. Um, we have a guitar solo at 141. Pay him all the money. <laughs> Can I just say that every time I heard this guitar solo, I was like, that's it? That's, that's your boy? Dude? <laughs> There's so much stopping and starting. I can't play guitar. Phil Kagi can beat my fucking ass at guitar. But at the same time, there's a lot of stop and start. Kagi, 
up your game, bro. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm looking at that going, I could probably figure that one out. And I'm a terrible guitarist. I mean, every time it just stopped and there was this dead space of no guitar, I was like, what's Kagi doing here? <laughs> Did he drop his pick? Oh, my. Yeah, I definitely was like, all right. <laughs> like, <laughs> sweet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been in a lot of situations where someone is like, soloing and like the, you're supposed to be impressed and like they're ma- they're like scrunching their face up and you're just like kind of nodding <laughs> like very cool uh-huh. yeah very cool and again way better than i can do i'll acknowledge that but it's not gonna stop me from being an asshole about it no way it can't it can't uh, all right. Well, after that scorching solo, I think we're ready to move on. I gotta go get some uh, some balm because yeah. I'm just oh, I'm just burned. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna require medical treatment after that. Uh, up next, we got the reasons. It's just the way it goes. song where i thought are these guys trying to make a night drive record but they're pod so it's not quite there it's still too shiny and it it won't work i mean that's the thing is like this is not this is yeah it it doesn't work in that capacity um so i yeah i had a nice time with this song it was fine i even say it was good but it's not new and it's not heavy and that expectation of knowing that this is a band that gave me boom is just going to hang over this like a cloud. It's fine. It's not. It's not bad. I don't think. Honestly, I don't think there's any bad songs on this album. But it's it is what it is. It's mild. So, it's mild. It is mild. That you 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 nailed it, Jenny. Please go. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we got some mild mild stuff here. Matt, how you feel about the reasons? You know, after that last shredding uh, that I just heard. <laughs> I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> still kind of recovering. You know, I was glad to have the breather. I still like it. You know, last week we talked a little bit about that Spotify uh, curated playlist thing. This could fit right on there. It really could. It really could. And... Yeah, because you just you're just expecting these guys to shred. You're expecting these guys to just dominate. This is definitely a situation where just things were too good over at the POD compound, and 
I mean, I don't know if Howard Benson was ever like, hey, you guys want to drop a riff? And they're like, it's barbecue day. We don't got time. We got time. Listen, we've got 12 break dancers over here about to do a show. I think it's fine. Jason's got his best friend, Phil, <laughs> Phil over here looking at his guitar, making sure he doesn't miss a note. And uh, we're just we're just going to hang. We're just going to be chill. Now, you want to know where things were not chill? Where? <laughs> Songmeanings.com. Oh. The commenter from the last uh, song, uh, Mersault Revolver, rolled back in with an incredible comment of bullshit band, bullshit song. Hot take. I don't know if you can come back from that, but amazingly enough, this response, Jenny, from Twisted Whispers. Yeah. Bullshit comment. Ooh. That's got him. And not a day too late, had a little under a year after the original comment was posted. Uh, they got it in right on time. Right on time. All right. Up next, we got Freedom Fighters. Today I heard what them people say. And so we continue our way down the lazy river. Just get on that inner tube. A freedom fighters. Exciters. I mean, these these freedom fighters, I mean I, I don't I don't hey, know if this is hey, the push. If you can get to fighting for freedom sometime this week, I'd love it. You know what? Listen, if you guys if you could fight for freedom at some point, I don't want to push you. I know it's on the agenda, but I mean, whenever you're ready to fight for freedom, I would like to ignite you, but it's up to you. I don't want to be on I don't want to be a burden. Why are they not a burden? Because <laughs> they're chilling. Uh, I mean. They got the brand. They got the compound. They're fine. And if they get mad, they can just yell at their tattoo artist. That's true. That's what they, that's right. They do say at one point they're like DMK, if I've got a if I've got a vent, I just vent to DMK. Just got to let him know. And um I got to say DMK is when he did speak to the camera very briefly, I was like this guy this guy's got some stories. This guy's been through it. Yeah. He definitely seemed like 
They did kind of like just describe him as a dude that just sort of like absorbs whatever comes his way. And he sure seemed like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The the vibe of DMK was that he has, has definitely absorbed and taken on a lot of things in his life. Definitely a very interesting character. He reminded me of, uh, he seemed like somebody that they could have chatted with in the Null Set documentary. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Shippy. Well, shippy. <laughs> you know, to reflect a little bit on some of the documentaries that we've watched over time. That Nullset documentary <laughs> fucking holds up. Yeah. Yeah. It honestly does raise the bar that of, of what could be done with these type of things. Because, I mean, for one, this... Uh, I mean, granted, we were watching a YouTube rip, but it seemed like it was really shot on, on the fly with just camcorders and... At one point, they're being interviewed by MTV, but it's clear that we're not going to get any of the audio of MTV. So it's basically almost like across the room audio. And yeah, I think I think you'd said it before, Jenny, that it, a lot of it just feels like Cribs outtakes. That they were like, hey, it's cool. We don't need to see the bathroom that Trey takes a shit in. And they're like, no, 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 you do. <laughs> for sure. Ugh, for sure. All right. Up next, we've got Waiting on Today. this one but i wrote in my notes that these are just sweet rocking boys you know and this is a song this is made for sunny day rocking this is made for the this is made for a party that you're gonna have at one o'clock in the afternoon the video for will you totally makes sense now that's it this is not made for a night drive it's not made for the darkness at all this is for the light get that sun shining and listen to waiting for t- waiting on today. I feel That's- like you could, yeah, like you could turn this song up as loud as anything that you own could possibly go, and never have a noise complaint filed against you. Absolutely not. There's no volume that you can play this song at that will make it seem loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah, it is kind of crazy that yeah uh, how how chill this record is. It's nuts, Matt. Waiting on today. I'm now in a very mellow mood. Uh, I feel good. I don't really feel... uh, I feel like I want to be at a barbecue now. I just want to be hanging out, having some beers with my boys, some buds. This song does feel like, yeah, having your best bro just put his arm around your shoulder and just say, 
what's up, Matt? What's going on? How you living? And you can tell him, Matt, that you're just waiting on today. I'm in. Once again, we are creating a new metal canon. This is not new metal. <laughs> this is Sunny Day Rock. There um, we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There we go. Up next, we've got I and Identify. like it has a hint of more edge but it's just a hint it's just a hint and you know there's a there's an interview with Sonny very early on in the doc where he talks about not wanting to take this all for granted and that jason coming into the band sort of gave him new eyes in the scenario because they went to make the music video for the song for the matrix reloaded soundtrack and he said that he gets to the set and his first question is like, where's the food? Where's craft service? And Jason's like, oh my gosh, we're like making a music video. Look at this sets. These are amazing. And the way he talked about Jason sort of seeing it was honestly almost like describing like through the eyes of a child. Like I went to Disney World and I took my son and he was like, look at all these amazing things. And it made me reappreciate. But that's how he talked about Jason looking at making a music video recording an album touring all this he's i remember at one point he's like, he's like we're gonna go to europe and australia and japan and jason's never been to these places and so it's it's gonna be like all new for him and it's gonna be amazing and and when i heard that and then i thought about how this record ended up turning out it's like they he was so jazzed by this guy's enthusiasm that they kind of just handed him the band in a weird way or handed him the sound you, listen, you don't bring a guy into your band and let him put Phil Kagey on two songs, okay? <laughs> Unless you trust him. Unless yeah. you trust him. And, and that does happen. Yeah. Phil's not gone. Phil's still here. He's, he had to take a nap after that scorching solo that he got. His <laughs> fingers. <laughs> oh, my God. The amount of strings Phil Kagey goes through. Just... Constant restringing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Guitars just burst into flames. Listen, if you got a really wicked blister on your hand, a lot of people call that a keggy blister. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) A lot of people do. A lot of people. Oh, you got like a bunch of keggies at the end of your fingers? Oh, man. I've been strumming like crazy. This does sort of feel like when you 
I don't know. It's almost like a group project or or some sort of like team or something where like someone joins and they're like, I have, I have all these ideas and I just want to do all this stuff and everybody else on that team or project or whatever. It's just like, yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure, do it. Yeah. They're probably like at some points like, hey, he's trying to pull Phil Keggy back in here again. I mean, I don't really want to deal with this do we need more keggy (laughs) i don't really want to give this feedback so i'm just gonna go back to the barbecue we're all loaded right yep we're good uh, totally (laughs) like all right well yeah sure sounds good like this album to me feels like a yeah sure sounds good situation (laughs) and they're not wrong it sounds fine it's yeah it's just very tepid throughout. And I mean, I feel like there might have been also a thought of, well, it's 2003, new metal's on its way out, we should change our sound up a little bit. But I think they could have done that and not lost the heaviness. But they they tamp it down. You they, know? Do, they do tamp it down. All right, we got a couple songs left here. Exactly, so I have a question. (laughs) What's that question, Matt? How respectful of our time is this album? This album comes in at 44 minutes and 22 seconds. It's already a half an hour shorter than we've got. Hey, there wouldn't be an episode of Roach Coach if that weren't the case. Very true. We have to roast Phil Keggy, and we can't do that and stay under if 44 we... minutes. <laughs> Our Keggy burns are long. Yeah. This episode isn't even halfway over yet. <laughs> uh, the only thing longer than the space between a Keggy note is an episode of Roach Coach. Yes. Truly. Truly. Uh when we one day colonize other planets, you can only take one form of entertainment with you and it has to last for a really long time. That's that's going to be our moment to shine. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Although someone may decide to bring a keggy guitar solo with them. Oh, that's true. That's... <laughs> Number one competition. Number oh. one enemy. <laughs> Number yeah. one. That's true. Number one rated enemy. Yeah. Oof. That'd be a tough fight. Mm. All right. Uh, Up next, we've got asthma.
This is actually, I feel, the most new metal song on the album. For By one, far. we're talking about classic new metal theme of not being able to breathe. One of the biggest worries in new metal is true. suffocation. True, true. Way up there. Um, it's got a bit of a chuggy riff to it. It's got some screams. But for some reason, some of those screams appear to have been recorded down the hall. <laughs> They're yes. not close. It's, it's, it's like uh, you know what? I can you just step away from the mic just a little bit more, Sonny? Just a little bit more. Keep keep backing up. Keep backing up. Warmer. I can still see you. Warmer. <laughs> Warmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was fine with it, but it was it was one of those things where I was just like, once again, though, it's not that heavy, and for whatever reason, you've decided to record, you know, the screams. And a you know the opposite side of the room from the microphone. So, Jenny, what did you think of Asthma? This was my favorite song on the record, but I agree with everything you just said about it. It definitely, though, did get me the closest to what I was hoping for coming to this record. Matt, yeah, I, I like this one too. Uh, this one, of all of them, has worked for me the best. All right. Had, a, had a, that a whisper of the deaf, that Deftones vibe. Yeah, I guess it does have a little bit whisper. of whisper. A whisper. Just a touch. According to songmeanings.com, this song was Truby's idea to write about asthma. And, I mean, I've seen the doc. I believe it. You know, people always say this has got somebody's fingerprints all over it. This has Truby's fingerprints, handprints, all prints. I, he just, he's all over this thing. All right. Well, speaking of Truby's prints, we got one song left, and I want everybody to prepare to get fucked up because this features Phil Keggy, and so you know you're about to get scorched. So have your salve ready because the last track... <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you better be ready to stop, drop, and Keggy roll because Keggy's about to, to light your oh. ass up. Yeah, we're, we're all about to get fucked up. So here we go. Uh, the final track, Eternal. A master at work.
on and on like this for <laughs> a while. It goes on and on for more than six minutes. So it's, it's the longest song in the album. It's the longest song in the world. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it really says something about this six minute song on a 44 minute album that, um, that, yeah, they were just like, <laughs> let Keggy roll, just let him go. And I remember at the time when I got this record, getting to this song and going, the fuck is this? <laughs> I, I got a POD record and I'm getting this. Yeah. <laughs> Not what they, I signed up for. <laughs> they came for you about 40 years too early. I'd say <laughs> we revisit this when we're like a few more, a few more years down the lane. Maybe we'll be like, we were wrong about eternal. We, <laughs> we were too hard on Phil Keggy. But hey, you know, we just want to rock and Keggy's got other plans for us. He he does definitely have other plans for us. And uh well, you guys, that's Payable on Death by POD. And uh now it's the part of the show where we talk about Canon talk. Talk about the canon. I'll start this off by saying that this album, I enjoyed it much more than I did in 2003 when it was released, but it is very soft and chill. And I had two feelings going on listening to this. One thought, they're blowing it. They're, they had the lead. They were the kings. They were co-headlining with Linkin Park, and they're blowing it with this record. At the same time, I can't be mad because it's not like they made bad music. They just made super chill vibes that they were. Because here's the other thing is I got to say, you watch this doc. I believe they came to all this music very honestly. None of this feels contrived. None of this feels forced. This feels like this is where POD was at. When they were in the bunker in 2003. This is where they were at. This is the vibe. And so I can't be mad at them. But at the same time, they blew it. Nothing for the canon. <laughs> yes. In terms of uh, anything else in the canon, I think they did blow it. And I guess I can see why somebody might come to Wikipedia and be like, this was their last album. <laughs> I will not get keggied again. I agree with everything you said, Lauren. Like, I I feel like this wasn't the follow-up I was hoping for, but I do think that this was a sincerely made record. I don't think they really gave a shit at this point. They were just sort of vibing and, like, enjoying their success. And, like, that is, in a way, very refreshing to see. I We've talked a little bit about, like, where Corn was at this time, where Limp Biscuit was at this time, you know, like that is not the approach that POD took to fame. They were just like, this is cool. Check out all our sweet shit. We're not worried about it. Are you worried about it? We're good. You good? And then they make this record. Um, 
So I am also not mad at it, but uh, I don't have anything for the canon. I think good for POD. I mean, this Phil Keggy shit just absolutely kills me. But, you know, whatever, man. <laughs> like, whatever, whatever, man. man. It's, it's true. Just the most solid whatever, man. <laughs> what did it's you think, Matt? Here, here's where I'm at. I don't think I have anything to add to what both of you have said. But boy, oh boy, Phil Keggy gotta go in the junk drawer. <laughs> we gotta put a Phil so Keggy. <laughs> Phil Keggy solo wait, in the junk are we, drawer. <laughs> wait, so are we putting the Phil Keggy solo on Revolution in, <laughs> into the junk drawer? <laughs> I agree. That should go into the junk drawer. You know what, Matt? Matt, Matt, if you could, if you real quick, could you pull up <laughs> Revolution again and, yeah. I, and go to. <laughs> Hey, go to 141 just one more time. Yeah, I, think I, I just need I just need to hear some shredding real quick. 141 you say? Oh, oh yeah. okay. Hold on. Oh yeah, scrunch that face up. Don't unscrunch it. <laughs> oh, there he is in the back. <laughs> he can't stop. He can't stop. He's got to throw some meadleys in. Oh, yeah. That's that hot shit right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Keggy, Keggy doesn't oh. come to play. Did he does <laughs> so, you know, not. Oh, he does not. No, oh, no. no, no, no. All work, no play with when it comes to Keggy. <laughs> uh, well, there you have it. So, Phil Keggy's guitar solo on Revolution <laughs> in the new metal junk drawer. Nothing for the new metal canon, though. That's okay, because P.O.D. is doing fine. They are having the time of their life, and that's great for them. And that does bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are Roach Coach and all those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast. If you are a guitar fan aficionado, Look up Phil Keggy, learn how to shred like the master. And until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.